Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast. Targo, welcome back, my friend. Yeah, good to be back, man. Had a little bit of a vacation there the past couple weeks. So glad to be back. Glad to catch up on some football. Ready yeah. To talk about yeah. it now. Oh, God. Man, did you miss a lot. <laughs> Just on and off the field, did you miss a lot. So... To digest all of that, Targo, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Blood Orange Smith & Weizen by Crucible Brewing. Hmm. Not too bad. Where, where are they from? Out of Everett, Washington. Nice. So, local boys. Fantastic. Um. Well, I know we celebrated the other day uh, your return, so to speak. I'm drinking from Humble Abode Brewing. It's called Stout for Breakfast. It is amazing. It's a maple coffee stout. Uh, It might be in my top three best beers I've ever had in my entire life. So if you're listening to this and you're in Spokane, go check them out. They're in North Spokane. Yeah, they had some pretty good beers when we went there. Yeah. I know that coffee maple. I'm not a big coffee fan, so it wasn't wasn't up my alley, but it it wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And I've had way too many of them, so I probably should slow down before the taste goes away. Uh, anyways, those are our brews. Before we do more banter, let's get into it. Welcome to Brews and Banter. All right, Targo, you missed a lot. Um, today, we're going to go through the games. Uh, we'll start with February 13th to 19th, and then we're going to talk about how bad VAR is supposed to fix things but it didn't uh and then the allegations against manchester city so let's get into it targo the return of the champions league return of the champions league we are the champions i get goosebumps every time i hear that it's such a great song even when you sing it (laughs) um so on valentine's day our love for the game we got the champions league back First up, we had AC Milan against Tottenham. This is at the San Siro, and AC Milan getting it done, winning 1-0. Yeah, that's a great result for Milan, but man, I don't know. I think I think my gut's telling me Tottenham might turn it around in London. They're playing really good there. Yeah, I mean, that was only Milan's, I think, second or third win this calendar year. Um. Eric Dyer got a yellow card and suspended for second leg. How much does that impact round two? It could impact it quite a bit. I mean, he's starting for him. He's their starting center back. I do think they might have enough depth where they might not miss him too bad. Yeah. But we'll see. That defense has been suspect. Yeah, very suspect. Uh, I would I think I think with Eric Dyer being out, I think they might actually be better on defense. <laughs> Um, he's not an Eric not, Dyer fan, huh? He's not, well, he hasn't been playing very well this season. Um, people are going by him left and right and it's, he's like their Achilles heel. So I almost think with the form of, um, Royale and Eric Dyer out, I think they might actually be better in the home leg. So we'll see. Um, that first leg, bit of a snooze fest. You, you do fancy. Spurs to I think I advance. F- I think I fancy Spurs, man, to turn it around. It's hard. 
Spurs are so inconsistent. So inconsistent. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the second Which leg. team will show up? Who knows? Yeah. Same with AC Milan. If a good Milan team shows up at Tottenham Stadium, I think AC Milan goes through on this one. But it's hard to bet against Spurs at home. Only down yeah. one. So, All right. Next up, we had the big game of this round. Huge game. Huge game. PSG against Bayern Munich. Mbappe started on the bench. And Bayern Munich did what Bayern Munich does. Kingsley Coman get the only goal of the game against his former squad. How did you see this one? Yeah, this was an interesting one, for sure. Um, I know Benjamin Pavard got sent off for a tackle on Messi, which... It was it was his second yellow card and it it was a yellow card. I mean, yeah, that was it was a bad definitely tackle. a yellow card. So he'll miss the return leg. Uh, you know, Mbappe coming off the bench. I know he's probably battling a little bit of injury there, but he'll be starting. I'm guessing this time. Yeah. So I mean, it's a great win away for Bayern. I mean, that's huge. Now they get yeah. to go to the Allianz and defend that lead. Yeah, and they're really hard to beat. At home they are this season. Um, and you can see with Mbappe, once he came on in the 57th minute, completely changed the game. But you could tell at first he was very hesitant, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make sure that his leg was good to go for him to get back to full speed. And once he found that extra gear, I mean, PSG definitely could have had a goal in this game. They just they couldn't get it done. Uh, seems to be a uh, theme for them this season. So who do you fancy on the return leg? I, I got to go with Bayern Munich. As much as Bayern, PSG huh? has star power, they just they're not a cohesive unit, and they have no squad depth, which is I think surprising. Yeah, I think you just said it, man. I think PSG is a team of players, where Bayern Munich is a team. Mm-hmm. They are a team. Well, it's, it's a like, culture there too. Yeah, and I think you're right. I kind of fancy Bayern as well, but you never know, man. If Mbappe, Messi show up to play. They could definitely turn a one nil around. Yeah, I think the wild card for this game is going to be Neymar. Yeah, which Neymar are you going to get? Like, well, even that is like, if you're the coach of PSG, do you do you take that step and bench Neymar because they seem to be better without him on the field? I don't think you do. We'll see if they have the guts for it, but I I just I can't see a way that they the beat Bayern Munich <laughs> with Neymar on the field. So <laughs> yeah. All right. On the 15th, we had Dortmund against Chelsea. At the time, um, both teams kind of out of form and struggling to score score goals. But, man. I would disagree with that about Dortmund. Dortmund have been scoring goals. They've been kind of on a little bit of a winning streak here since 2023. Uh, Chelsea, for sure, are on the slide. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it it was a... That was a slow game for sure. I, I did watch that one. I was in uh, at a barn, Cozumel, watching that one. But yeah, it was Adiemi got the goal and what a goal it was! Yeah, yeah, what a banger. Um, but I I feel like this one could potentially be similar to that AC Milan and Tottenham scenario. One nil home win going to Stamford Bridge. If it wasn't for the form of Chelsea. I would almost say that Chelsea would be favorites to advance, but with the form of Bayern Munich or uh, Dortmund, uh, I I can't really see a way that they don't advance. I, yeah, I think Dortmund get get one over here, go through to the next round. 
Chelsea cannot too. score goals to save them lives, man. No. And they, now they, they got to come back really and score good. two. They look really good until they get to the 18-yard box. Yep. And then it's crap. So it's going to have to take a miracle or a banger to even have them in this tie, I think. All right. Well, we'll say that about Dortmund. They have been allowing some goals in, so but it's They've keeping them out. Leaky. That's the hard yeah. part. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we had Club Bruges against Benfica. I only really saw this game go in one direction, and it ended being exactly that with Benfica running out 2-0 winners. Yeah. It's about what we expected. I think everyone in that group in the Champions League were hoping for Club Bruges. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Benfica looked pretty good without Enzo Fernandez. We were wondering, you know, would they, won't they look really good trying to replace a player of that caliber? But they got off to a slow start. Jal Mario, 51st minute penalty, finishes it. And a name we haven't heard in a while, David Neres. I know, man. He kind of fell off here. Remember him at Ajax? Oh, he was unstoppable. He was, I was expecting, I was really expecting him to go to a bigger club. I mean, not to say Benfica is in a bigger club, but no. I was thinking of one of the big teams in Europe, you know, maybe a Chelsea and Arsenal, maybe even, you know, Barcelona, something like that. But he went to Benfica and he's, I mean, he got a goal in this game. I don't think he's been starting regularly in and out. I think he's been more of a bench player. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Seems to perform in the Champions League when they need it the most. Hey. I'll say that. All right, on the 16th, we had the return of the Europa League with some fantastic games. Uh, First up, we had Ajax against Union Berlin. This one was kind of a snooze fest with teams not really creating any chances. Yeah, nil-nil draw. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes. I think I fancy Ajax in that one. Okay. But we'll see. Union Berlin have been playing good. I was just going to say Union Berlin have been playing really good and they're really good at home this year. I'm going to go with Union Berlin to go through. Um, just they've been the shock outfit in all of Europe this season. So I, I think the the streak continues for them. But I would next think up, Longs might have something to say about being the shock outfit, but yeah, you see, got a point there. Uh, next up, we had the big game of the Europa League. Ooh, this one was tasty, man. Yeah, so tasty. Barcelona against Manchester United. This one ended a 2-2 draw. However, God, was it exciting going forward. This game did not terrifying for Terrifying <laughs> defending. It was awful. Uh, it could have been 7-7 <laughs> at the end of the day. Just They couldn't finish chances. Um, unlikely first goal. With Alonzo opening the scoring, the 50th, uh, at, and then yeah, the corner. Yeah, and then United scoring two and seven. Both defensive errors, Rashford getting the first, continuing his hot streak, and then Kunde with an own goal. Rafinha got an equalizer uh, with a really bad giveaway from Casemiro, and that was all she wrote. Again, yeah, it could have been, been a that, lot more. Yeah, that giveaway from Casemiro was real bad. Yeah. But hey, they come away with a draw. He was playing in white against Barcelona. Maybe had some memories, some floodbacks there. Right. Playing for Madrid. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, this is going to be a tasty, tasty game next week. Um, 
at Old Trafford, I Barcelona, like that's the two goals they've given up. That's literally a fifth of the goals they've given up this season. I know they've what was it seven goals in the league this year Eight, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they like win almost every game one 0 It's crazy. I know this one's a tough one to pick who to win, man. I, I mean, Man United are obviously flying, playing really well. Rashford's freaking hot magma right now. Liquid hot magma. Yeah, he's just <laughs> unstoppable. They're at Old Trafford, but again, Barcelona, they had a st- have a stingy defense. Mm-hmm. And they got Robert Lewandowski up top, Rafinha, Pedri, Gavi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Flip a coin, actually, that's who's going to win think, that game, man. I don't know. I think Pedri and Gavi are out for the second leg, um, both with injuries. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, which is huge, but I mean, that's they still- the case. Got to give Barcelona's, it to Man United then the edge. I think. Barcelona's still got a stacked squad, and Man United has been, I, I dare I say, inconsistent. Probably not. Um, not I in the think Premier League, they haven't. It's going to be, can Barcelona stop Marcus Rashford? I think that's Pretty much. going to be <laughs> what wins it. Um, and I don't think they can. I think Man United go through at home. The crowd being the difference. I think I got to agree with you. Yeah, I I would love to see Barcelona knock him out. That would be fun to see. But so would I. But it, it'll be Barcelona getting knocked out, and then chaos in Spain because Barcelona are out of a European competition. So yeah, but they'll still be first in La Liga. So nothing yeah. to cry much about there. All right, next up we had RB Salzburg against AS Roma. Salzburg with the victory, one nil. Yeah, got it think... laid on at the death, 88th minute. I don't Roma's think either not... of us saw that coming. No, and Roma's not doing too hot this season. I mean, they're sitting in, I guess they're in third now in the Serie A. But... They're not doing terrible in Serie A, but... No. Yeah, didn't expect them to lose against RB Salzburg. I did great result. Great result for them. Yes, huge. Um, hard for me to say that Roma's not going to go through. But it all depends on if Salzburg parks the bus and tries to catch him on the counter. Anything's possible. Second leg's in Rome, so we'll see what yeah. they can do there. We'll see. All right, next up we had Shakhtar Donetsk against Stad Rene. 2-1, to one, Shakhtar is at home. Um, I'm not sure. Are they playing in Poland still? Shakhtar? I'm not sure. They're obviously yeah. not in the Ukraine. No. Um yeah, I I don't know how I don't know how this one's going to go in the second leg. It's wide open in my opinion. I think Shakhtar might get the get one over. Yeah, I mean it's very possible. Um Yeah, I I think Shakhtar will probably do it. They seem to be very consistent, so Next up, we had Bayern Leverkusen against AS Monaco. Monaco win it at the death, three to two. This is a good They're game. They're flying high right now, beating PSG on the weekend and beating Leverkusen midweek. They look good, back and forth. I, that might have been, besides the United and Barcelona game, the most exciting game of this round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was fantastic. Uh, I'm very excited to see. The second leg of Monaco. I think Leverkusen, though, could pull this one out. Leverkusen are an exciting team to watch, for sure. They they seem to be in some of these high-scoring games. I remember a game they played against Dortmund here a couple weeks ago where it was also like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, they have some phenomenal young talent over there. So very excited to see that second leg. I'm going to pick Leverkusen to go through. Really? Uh, Monaco's been letting in goals lately. I just, I don't know. I got a feeling. I'll go Monaco. It's going to be different than you. All right, that's fine. We'll find out later. go through, I can tell you I was right. (laughs) You're wrong. All right, we had Juventus against FC Nall. 1-1, 1-1, Vlahovic in the first half, and was it Blas? I don't know. In the 60th. Blas, yeah. Yeah. What a result for Nas. Yeah, huge. Uh, now they go back to France, and I think the way Juventus has been playing, I think that there could be an upset in this one. I think there could be, but I, I gotta, you got to think Juve will get a result here. They should, by all means, get a result. Oh, 100%. They should. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, it doesn't. But again, I, I got to go with them. I'm going to go with a victory in France for the home team. The upset, huh? I'm going to go with the upset just to be different. All right. Speaking of different, uh, next up we had Sevilla against PSV. Ye of little faith. This one ended 3-0 for Sevilla. What do I say? I you picked you them so. to win the, the trophy, man. So. <laughs> if Arsenal don't, they were my second pick. I got to keep saying it. You keep saying they were my number one. <laughs> Their form's gotten a lot pick. better here, so you might be onto something. It has, and it doesn't help that PSV have not been in great form So in their league. We'll see. In we'll see when league. Sevilla plays a, maybe a little bit bigger team. Yeah, I mean, they'll give them any team that, you know, has possession will really give them trouble. So I will say I'm surprised by that scoreline 3 0. I think that flatters yeah, Sevilla was, quite a bit. Uh, I think it was a little flattering. It was. And Ocampos had a banger in the 50th minute. Um, I think by the second goal, I think you could see the, the wind kind of come out of the sails of PSV. But I think. I think this one, this leg, the second leg, essentially. I mean, you can't really count anybody out, but, but it's hard to. And they're but it's hard now. to. It is really <laughs> hard to. It'll take a shocking performance from Sevilla for them not to go through. Right. Okay. Next up, we had Sporting against FC Michelin. One one. This one ended. Uh, sporting equalized in extra time, and I know we both picked Sporting to win this one. Yeah, that was a little. A little bit of a shocker there. It took them that long to get a goal. Yeah, and that was in Portugal. So I I have to go with Michelin for this one in the second. No, I'm not going to jump ship. I'll say Sporting still. Okay. Well, to be different. Um, <laughs> all right. And that was the European fixtures for the week. Next up to the highly controversial at the moment, English Premier League. On the 13th, we started with the Merseyside Derby, Liverpool against Everton. I mean, there was really only one winner in this game. Jordan Pickford had a howler of a game. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really close, was it? No. Uh, I was shocked at how bad Pickford was in this game. The first goal scored by Mo Salah. Darwin Nunes puts in a ball that's going to Cody Gakpo. And Pickford runs towards Gakpo with Mo Salah in the middle. 
You should have just, just stayed literally put. taps it down the middle of the goal because Pickford he was just so stayed out of put, position. Man. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then he was also, you know, terrible positioning as well for the second when Gakpo gets his first Premier League goal for Liverpool. Is this the resurgence of Liverpool? I think it is. I mean, they're only set at the time after this game. They were only seven points off fifth and eleven off third. Anything's possible. I think it is. They're they're they'll get a good run up form going here. Mm-hmm. Couple games in hand. Yeah, that's. Could, I think that's what's huge. The they difference. have those couple games in hand. They're getting healthy again. It'll be exciting to see Luis Diaz come back. I know he's still out injured. Yeah, I mean, and that gives them a plethora of attacking depth with Jota and Firmino back as well. Yeah, I think having Diogo Jota back is huge for them. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Okay, we had the big game on the 15th. First against second, Arsenal against Manchester City. This one ended 3-1 to one for Manchester City, but that was definitely a very flattering scoreline. Um, Arsenal, I mean, when was the last time you saw anybody have 60% possession against a Manchester City squad? <laughs> Not very often you see Not that. Not very often. Um, this was all about Arsenal's defensive mistakes. Manchester City just being more clinical. De Bruyne scored off of uh, probably one of the worst back passes I've ever seen. From Tomiyasu. That was a fantastic seconds. finish by De Bruyne, though, oh, to lift amazing. it over Ramsdale. I'm not going to discount that one bit. He still had I, a lot to do. Yes. And just snuck it in the near post. Um, and then I think chipping it over Ramsdale. Yeah. But but you said it. Man City were more clinical in their finishing. I mean, like I mentioned, that De Bruyne finish and Aketia missed some. He had some three chances. sitters. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Tomiyasu missed a volley that was on the penalty spot, essentially. Um, but let's talk about a few things here. The Arsenal penalty, they gave them their goal in the 42nd minute. Ederson took out Niketia. However, he got a shot away, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, he got a shot away, and essentially it was just the follow-through. Like, Ederson was charging at him, gets a shot yeah. away, and then they just collide. Ref gives a penalty. I think that could have gone either way. I think so too. I didn't think it was a penalty by any means. I did. I know when I was listening to the commentator, they said, you know, if a player does that outside of the box, it's a foul. You know, you get a pass away and another player collides into you. It's a foul. Yeah. So I guess what's the difference here? If it's in the box, you get your shot away, then the goalie levels you out. Yeah, I guess that's true. And so um, I guess that was a good point to defend the call. But, but like you said, I've seen those not given for sure. Yeah, I will say, though, the pass Jorginho made over the top of the defense to get Niketia behind was absolutely sublime. Yeah, Jorginho's had some good passes here of late. Yeah. Um, we'll see how he can start turning those into some assists. Thomas Partey was out for this one. That was the big matchup we were looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he might be out for a little bit longer. But uh, City hit the crossbar, crossbar, sloppy defending from Arsenal off throw in. And then there was an incident in the 59th minute. Erling Holland elbows Gabriel in the side of the head. He looks back at him before he does it, elbows him in the side of the head. I think it should have been a red card. What do you think? I don't think it was. It looked mighty deliberate, especially in the replays. 
I mean, and a replay in slow motion, it, anything can look deliberate. It was more like any other scenario. Someone hits an el- like an elbow to the side of the head, like trying to get up for a header. I'm not going to say two words about it. However, it was the look back at Gabrielle right before he elbowed him in the side of the head for me. Anyways, uh, VAR didn't look at it at all. Shocker. Uh, 71st minute, Grealish scores after a defensive mistake from Arsenal. Gabriel giving the ball away, essentially just falling over. Yeah, I think that one was even almost worse than the Tamayasu one. Yeah. Um, and he tried a no-look back pass and fell over. So, um, what do you think it was a penalty when Trossard got brought down by Walker? Same sort of scenario as the first one. I think it would have been light again. Like I said, you see him given, you see him not given. Maybe that's a little bit of justice for the call for the first one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, City capped the uh, 3-1 win after Zinchenko gives the ball away and a superb cutback from De Bruyne. Holland gets his goal in this game. And yeah. That yeah, disappointed on Zinchenko on that goal, man. He he got cut. He got cut he, on the ball. He did not have a good game at all in that game. So I think he was probably trying a little too much against his old squad. But great finish from Holland, though. Yeah, it was a great finish. Um, and then again, Niketia misses a sitter in the 89th minute. Wide open header puts it wide. Kind of sums up Eddie Niketia at the moment. So I would say not for the moment. I would say in that game, yeah. With that said, I, I don't still, think any of the Arsenal players had a fantastic game. I would say Jorginho had a good game. Odegaard had a good game. Saka had a good game. Trossard was a difference maker when he came on. But yeah, other than that, I don't think anybody else did. But are you still confident about Arsenal winning the title after this game? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm as confident, obviously, because now that gaps. Well, at that time of that game, City took first place. Yeah, on goal difference. So, um, so it's hard Spoiler to say. Alert. Am I confident? No. Do I think they'll still win? Yes. I guess if that answers your question. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I don't know what I was looking for with that question, but um, I. I don't know. This is going to be a very wild and exciting title race that could go any which direction. Well, that's um, what everyone wants, man. Especially the and Man we United, just want a fun title race. United even is closing the gap. Yeah. So it it could be a three horse race here soon. All right. Next up, sticking with Arsenal. On the 18th, we had Aston Villa, Unai Emery, and Emmy Martinez coming back to face their old club, Arsenal. This was one hell of a game to watch. It did not disappoint, did it? It was so exciting. Villa taking the lead on five minutes with an amazing counterattack. Matty Cash with the ball over the top to Ollie Watkins. Arsenal leveled through Bukayo Saka with an amazing volley into the roof of the net. That was a nice strike. Coutinho, a player who's been a thorn in Arsenal's side for as long as I can remember, gets a second for Villa. Um, Wendia with a lovely dummy right through Granite Xhaka's legs and Coutinho with the smart finish near post. And then Zinchenko gets his first goal for Arsenal. 
What a strike, too. What a strike. Um, what a time to get your first goal as well. And yeah. then the 93rd minute, another signing from Arsenal, Jorginho with the banger off the post, hits Emmy Martinez in the back of the head, goes in the goal, and Arsene Wenger has done it again. <laughs> Convinces Arteta to sell Martinez to Aston Villa just so he could help Arsenal win the title. I'm kidding. Um, and then the 95th minute, Emmy Martinez decided to go all the way forward to... Off a corner kick, on a yeah. Corner. I don't know if that's the right decision. I understand <laughs> Emery why. seems to not think so. He told him not to do it. No. Uh, but regardless, Arsenal gets the ball, and bing, bang, boom, Martinelli's running free behind the defense, starts celebrating before the ball even goes in the net. Has a simple tap-in. Simple tap-in. And that's all she wrote. Arsenal wins 4-2, to two, but golly gee whiz, was this one stressful for an Arsenal fan. A little flattering for Arsenal, I'd say. I'd say two. I think three two probably was a good scoreline. Four two is a little much. Um, it was definitely very close, and it was. I mean, I woke up at four thirty in the morning to watch it, and it did not disappoint. Unlike most <laughs> games, I wake up to watch Arsenal. So, um, next up we had Brentford against Crystal Palace. Palace go ahead in the sixty ninth minute. Elise, wonderful ball over the top. And Dude, what a ball. It was, it was more of a cross over the top kind of mix. Yeah, it was, it was a, a beautiful beauty. ball right on the head of Etze and heads it in. Crystal Palace were in control of the game for the most part, and then at the death, Brentford equalized. Huge point for Palace. Because Man, we Palace both cannot thought buy a Brentford win right was going to run away with it this just, one. They just draw games at this point. Yeah, their last five games, they've drawn four. They need yeah. to start turning those into some wins. They do, but, you know, points will keep them off, you know, the bottom. Yeah, I don't think they'll obviously get relegated, but. Uh, yeah, I, we'll we'll see how their season goes. I mean, they've been playing so well. They really have. I think a lot of yeah. these games they deserve to win. But, I mean, they're dr- they're grinding out results. So, whether it be draws or wins, they're not losing, which I guess is more important. Next up, we had the big six-pointer towards the top of the table, Fulham against Brighton. I never thought I would ever have that sentence (laughs) said out of my mouth. Um, Fulham winning this one one 1-0. Solomon getting the goal in the 88th minute. Man, I mean, I know Brighton has two, two games in hand, but, I mean, Fulham are now three points behind Newcastle for fifth. That's crazy. Huge result. Huge result. result. And they're four points out of fourth place. Uh, We'll see once some of these other teams kind of play the same amount of games as them. I think they might drop down a little. Yeah. I mean, Brighton and Liverpool right behind them are on 35 points, and they both have two games in hand. So that's six. They could drop down two places, honestly, by the time they play those games. That being said... Brighton and Liverpool could both be fighting for a Champions League spot by the end of those two games. Shocking. Yeah, potentially. Brighton, yeah, if I Liverpool and Brighton win those there. two games, that'll put them at 41 points, which would be yeah. tied with Newcastle in fifth mm-hmm. place. Yeah, and then Liverpool with a disaster of a season still 
are in with the shout to get fourth. Nuts. All right. Next up, we had Chelsea and their $700 million spending spree against Southampton, bottom of the table. Southampton pulled out the result 1-0. Ward-Prowse with the free kick yet again. Beautiful free and kick, what too, a man. It was. Chelsea he- out here acting like Robin Hood, <laughs> giving teams millions of pounds and giving the teams at the bottom points. What is going on with Chelsea? Should Graham Potter be sounding the alarm bells? I would think so, man. Especially, you know, maybe by the end of this month. Like, they need to start getting some wins. Like, they're just losing everything. Champions League, Premier League. And their past five games, they got one win in the Premier League. This year, they've scored two goals? Yeah, they need to do something. You know, maybe all that money they spent should have been towards a striker. Maybe. Um, I think you're on to something. I will say, Southampton had (laughs) some fantastic goal line clearances in that game. Yes, they did. So um, and huge three points for them. Huge three points. Yeah, that's that's amazing for if you're a Southampton fan. I mean, I know you're still rooted to the bottom of the table, but that's that's a great result. Yeah. Especially against one of the bigger teams. That air you quotes are bigger team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, air quotes. Um, all right. Next up, we had the bottom of the table battle. Everton against Leeds United. Remember Seamus Coleman? I do. Right yeah. back. I Irish. don't know. Like, <laughs> I didn't know he was still playing, or at least I forgot. And he got the winner in this one. How do you forget Seamus Coleman, man? I, of course he's still playing. He's fast, too. I forget who he was keeping. Was it was Martinelli ancient. at he's, Everton. He's ancient. He was ancient. keeping up with Martinelli. He's still I quick, know. too. I know. But it feels like he's been around forever. Pretty sure he's like 36 um, or something. He is regardless. Old. He caught Melly uh is it Melier? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, off the line. Come with a beautiful strike on the volley from nowhere, essentially. Almost an impossible angle. Reminds me of that Micon goal in the World Cup. Micon the right so. back for Brazil scored, I think it was North Korea. Mm-hmm. Caught the goalie cheating. Yep. All right. Uh, huge result for Everton. That takes them up to 16th. Uh, one point out of the drop zone. So, a lot of action happening of late at the bottom of the table. Yeah. Poor result for Leeds, though, man. I mean. Terrible result for Leeds. They're then, now 19th that's a game you on have 19 to win. points. Yeah. That's a game you have to win for them, you know. Was that right, letting Jesse March go? I don't think so. Terrible timing. I'll say that for sure. Oh, terrible. I mean, again, I think I said it already, but he just got his signings and they play one game and then they let him go. Give him a few games at least. A few games. At minimum, I would say. But um, yeah, next up, that takes us to Nottingham Forest against Manchester City. On paper, this should have been a blowout. Five, six, zero. Five, six, zero. <laughs> Even with another looking hat-trick. at the, the shot stats. Should have been five six zero. It ended one to one, which is a huge result for Arsenal and a terrible result for Manchester City. Yeah, you and I were watching that game together, and it had that feel where Man City were just missing their chances, and Tottenham or Nottingham Forest were going to come back and get a goal late on. 
you know, and I think I said that to you and sure enough, looks what, look what happened. You did. And I wasn't getting my hopes up because City were up 1-0, dominating possession. Bernardo Silva had a great strike to put them in the lead. And then as time went on, watching Foden and Holland just waste chances. And you get down to like the 84th, 85th minute and you're like, Forrest could do something. It just takes one chance. And, and that's sure all enough. it did. Uh, Chris Wood getting his first goal for Nottingham Forest and Gibbs White with a beautiful cross across yeah. the goal on the ground. Wood with the tap in. I can't remember the player who was dribbling through and then it kind of bounced out to Gibbs White and he, you know, he shot it across to Chris Wood there. Yeah. It, it, either way, it was a shock result and just shows you. City have been very, very inconsistent this season and wasteful with their chances. And that's um, why against, I think Arsenal also might win the league. Yeah, if they, if they keep doing this, 100%. All right, next up, we have another bottom-of-the-table-ish clash. Wolves against Bournemouth. Bournemouth getting a huge result in this one, taking them one point clear of the drop zone. Uh, Was it Tavarnet? Tavarnet? Tavernier, whatever. Um, 49th minute with yeah, the goal. Honestly, I don't think we're to win that game. <laughs> no. Very Watching much against the run of play. But, yeah. I mean, Wolves, they haven't been able to score many goals this season. Wolves should be a little hard, felt a little hard done on this game. But, again, credit to Bournemouth, man. They got a goal and they held on to it. Yeah. I mean, Wolves have tied for the least amount of goals scored for this season. Tied with Everton. It's an amazing stat that I never would have expected from Wolves. So they're struggling to score goals. We'll see how that one ends up. They have got Wolves. themselves a couple points clear, though, of that relegation zone. So that's. Yeah, there's three points up, but a long way to go in the season. They can turn yeah, it around or it could go the other direction. So we'll that's see. That's what makes this, you know, honestly, this relegation fight so interesting. Cause I mean,. Bournemouth getting that win, Southampton beating Chelsea. Yeah. And so that keeps, you know, all those teams still in it. No one's kind of falling that far behind in the relegation zone where you think, oh, well, they're for sure going to get relegated. Yeah. And each team's picking up points somewhere along the line and keeping it close. And I mean, there's seven points between 13th and 20th. Yeah. So. I'm excited to see how it goes. I mean, it's anyone's ball game at this point to get out or go down. All right, next up, we had the big game of the weekend. Newcastle against Liverpool at St. James's Park. I think we have both predicted a draw in this one. Um, it ended up 2-0. To yeah, we'll say Newcastle started out the better team. And then that first goal was kind of against the front of play. Yeah. A beautiful finish from Darwin Nunez. And then just seven minutes later, man, Cody Gagpo doubled the lead off of a beautiful little chip ball from Osala. Yeah. And then the big, the big talking point, Nick Pope with the red card. Don't know what he was doing there. He comes flying out of the box, tries to head the ball, misses the ball. Mm-hmm. And it gets kind of tucked in between his arms and he grabs it away from Sala. Pretty easy. Yeah, easy call. <laughs> I I just I don't understand why he didn't just stay in the goal. I mean, he had defenders there. So yeah, Mosala get it. He's outside the eighteen yard box on the on the wing. 
But, I mean, it's Nick Pope made a stupid decision, and with Dubrovka cup-tied for the Carabao Cup final, Nick Pope is now suspended. So we could They're see Lucas Carius. Could see Carius come back. We all know him from his infamous game in the Champions League. Against Real Madrid, yeah. Against Real Madrid, the howlers in that game. So uh, it could be what makes or breaks this final against Manchester United. We'll see. Speaking of Man United, on the 19th, they played Leicester City. Speaking of Liquid Hawk Magma, Marcus <laughs> Rashford gets a scoring going in the 25th minute and then gets a second in the 56th minute. Is there anybody in all of Europe in better form than Marcus Rashford right now? Probably not. And he keeps this up. I think he's in for a shout for the Ballon d'Or this year. Honestly, there's probably only one player, I think, who might give him a run for his money. That'd be Victor Osaman for Napoli. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he, he Osaman went to 100 goals um, for Napoli faster than Messi and Ronaldo did by, I believe, about 60 games. So he's on fire right now. He, he is. can't stop scoring. Next up, we had Tottenham against West Ham in this London derby. No Conte in this one. He's still in Italy recovering from gallbladder surgery. Yep. And Emerson Royale, man of the moment. <laughs> he scores in the 56th minute, and then Hyunmin Son scores in the 72nd, assisted by Harry Kane, so they get another one. The two of them adding to their tally of being the um, – most scored and assisted, I guess you would say, duo. Uh, yeah, like the, in the best Premier League duo, history. I guess you would call it. Yeah. Regardless, finally got to see Richarlison start. He still hasn't, still hasn't scored a goal in the, the Premier League for Spurs, uh, and it's now f- middle of February. So Poor guy can't get a look in, though. He no. actually started for Son in that game. Son came on as a sub. Yep, and... Again, Richarlison not showing up and scoring when it matters. Honestly, I'm okay with that. He's just one of those players I just don't I, like. I don't either. So I'm okay I didn't with like it him at well. Everton. It was, he started at Watford. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the attitude. It is. It's not the, necessarily the way he plays, but yeah, it's his personality. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. But, anyways, let's recap on the Premier League. Let's fly over to Spain and get through some La Liga results, Targo. Take it away. All right, España. So on the 15th, we had Real Madrid demolish for Elche 4-0. Goals by Asensio, <laughs> Benzema. Had a couple. Modric with a goal. And then on the 18th, we had Osasuna take on Real Madrid. And Real Madrid won that one 2-0. Goals by Federico Valverde and Marco Asensio. Although they... Kept it late. Valverde didn't get that goal to the 78th minute. And Venusius actually had a couple goals taken back from offside. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cruel thing, offsides. Um, it just takes a you know split-second decision whether to go or not before the ball is played. And Yeah, and they were pretty obvious ones. Like You could tell he, it was offsides. Yeah. wasn't any controversy on those. But what about a resurgence from Marco Asensio? I mean, we, it yeah. wasn't that long ago we were saying that he was going to leave. Real Madrid because he didn't get a look in, and now he's got two ga- two goals in a week for Madrid. So yeah, they needed those wins though, man, to 
try to keep pace with Barcelona. We're starting to get a good gap there at the top of La Liga. Yeah, I mean, it's it's eight points right now. So, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to take a lot from both Barcelona and Real Madrid for Madrid to close that gap at this point in the season. Yeah, man, Barcelona, they're just not letting in goals. No. And then other results. On the 19th, we had Atletico Madrid take on Athletic Club. And they won one nil goal by Antoine Griezmann in the seventy third. Pretty, it was a pretty beautiful goal. He tried to play a give and go with someone, and defender kind of blocked it, and then he kind of scooped up the ball and ran through on goal. But it was a great finish. He was slotted it right into that far corner with his left foot. Yeah, I mean it. It's just one of those things, you know. As long as Griezmann's playing for Atletico Madrid, he's going to keep scoring goals. He's on fire for them. Yeah, he's playing yeah. real well right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for Barcelona, you know, he didn't do anything for them. So, yeah. Then their, their previous game, Memphis Depay, I think, scored their lone goal for a 1 0 win. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. If you're not playing well at Barcelona, just go to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. You'll find the form of your life. <laughs> Speaking of Barcelona, they won on the 19th against Cadiz 2 0. Ferran Torres, man, he had an excellent game. That first goal, I think he juked out three defenders. To, and then crossed it, and then it was eventually finished by Sergio Roberto. And then a goal, of course, by none other than Mr. Robert Lewandowski, man who should have a Ballon d'Or, but doesn't. Agree with you. But doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, so they're sitting pretty, man. Like you said, eight points clear, top of La Liga. Yeah, and uh, you know, with a healthy Robert Lewandowski, I don't, I don't see them surrendering that eight point gap. Um, Not anytime soon. I mean, they're they're sitting on five wins of five out of five games. So, yeah, I mean, they've only lost one game in La Liga all year and drawn two. Um, yeah, you're right. They only have seven goals against in La Liga. So, so I don't know. Are they favorites against Man United? Then maybe their Liga form can show up in the Europa League. So, I mean, that's what makes it so intriguing, right? Is because Man United has also this calendar year been playing some very, very impressive football. And, and like they're it, at home. So Yeah, and then obviously one of the players best in form right now. I mean, is there anyone better in form? Arguably no. Than Marcus Rashford, man. No. Yeah. Not at all. I don't think it's even close. He is the most informed player in the world right now. That return leg is going to be one to watch for sure. It, it definitely is. All right, and that was it for La Liga. Let's go over to Germany and the Bundesliga. On the 18th, we had Borussia Mönchengladbach against Bayern Munich. This did not disappoint. No. Gladbach winning 3-2. to two. Mostly in this one, I think the tides kind of changed in the eighth minute when Deo Upamecano gets his red card. Yeah, right and early in the game. Yeah. Last man standing, takes out the attacker. He looked slow there. on that run. Yeah. He did not yeah. look like he had much pace there, and he got beat for pace. And Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been, you know, <sighs> it's been a rough year for Bayern as far as defensively. Going forward, they score 
freely, but it's whether or not they can keep goals out of the net. And Upa Meccano getting a red card doesn't help by any means. No, it was only their second loss, though, this season. So, I mean, they're not playing terrible. Huge points for Gladbach, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're sitting eighth. I wouldn't have guessed that before looking at it. Um, Gets them, you know. Closer to the title race, but I think it's probably bigger result for teams closer to the top of the table. Bayern I think Munich you're losing. right there. Yeah. Because, I mean, that pulls Bayern down. I mean, yes, Bayern are in first place, but now they're tied on points with two teams below them. Yeah. Dortmund and Union Berlin. Yeah. Um, and both teams are flying high right now. Yeah. So it's it's going to be, it. you know, this is one to watch. Only yeah, 21 made the games title played. race interesting. That's for sure. That's what we love to see. Of course. Um, and this was also Jan Sommer playing against his former team. And, uh, you know, playing the catalyst in this one, letting in three. So Yeah, I will say Gladbach seemed to be a bugaboo team for Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We'll definitely agree with that. Next up, we had Wolfsburg against RB Leipzig. Well, it wasn't really close. Ended 3-0. Leipzig, yeah. Great result for them. They're, yeah. they're playing well. They are. Um, um, they're up there, too, towards the top of the table. I mean, Bayern Munich and Eintracht Frankfurt. Frankfurt's in sixth. There's only five points between sixth and first. So it's anyone's game at this point. I mean, we all expect Bayern Munich to run away with it, but they're forming not. the league this season. <laughs> They have seven draws, so it's a lot. Only bested probably by Newcastle with 10. <laughs> um, all right, next up, speaking of Frankfurt, we had Eitrich Frankfurt against Werder Bremen. Frankfurt winning 2-0 in this one. Yeah, they're, again, all those top six teams, man, they're all within a shout of each other. Yeah. Um, it's It's going to be very fun to watch. All these teams are very good as well. Uh, most of them are still in Europe. So it's exciting to see. Um, we'll see how it all goes. Yeah, and then the big game, Dortmund. Bruce yeah. Dortmund played her the Berlin. Yeah, on the 19th. Went in 4-1 to one in this one. Um, I mean, Adiemi is a man on fire right now. Gets a second. Galazzo in as many games. Uh, and then Danielle Malin gets goals in the first half. Marco Royce. Yeah, so Adeyemi and Malin, they scored goals in the first half. Uh, and then in the second half, Marco Royce scored a beauty of a free kick. And then Julian Brandt got a, another goal in the second half. So they won 4-1 there. And her, this goal came in the 46th minute right at the start of the second half. Yeah. But Dortmund are flying, man. They are cruising up that table. They are. And they did it in their new blackout kit. How pretty is that thing? Those are sick, man. I love it when they bring out those full black kits. I don't know. There's just something sexy about a black kit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, with those Dortmund colors. It is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, Next up, we had Union Berlin against Schalke. This one ended nil-nil. Oh, dude. This was a chance for Berlin to go top of the table. Yeah. 
that was their chance. I mean, Schalke, last place, rooted to the bottom. Berlin, if say, they just would have got a one, man. Huge result for Union or uh, Schalke. Yeah, because they were definitely the underdogs going into that game. They can take. They need anything they can get at this point. I mean, they're sitting bottom, four points clear of, or four points behind, seventeenth. So, yeah, so. they're they're not looking good. But yeah, uh, Berlin, that was their chance, man. They could have gone top. Could have. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what happened in this one. So Berlin just not getting it done. All right, next up, let's go over to Italy in the Serie A. On the 17th, we had Sassuolo against Napoli. Napoli being probably the most informed team in all of Europe, winning this one 2-0. Yep, they're running away with it. Yep, Osman with two. Osman had one. One. But he had the yeah. second. That's where. But, I yeah, he had the call. second goal in that game. Yeah, I mean, they're 15 points clear. I don't see anyone catching them. No one can really beat them in this area. Ah, they're on fire. You can give them the title right now. Yeah, (laughs) especially with Juve getting docked 15 points. I think that was essentially the nail in the coffin at that point. Next up on the 18th, we had Monza against AC Milan. Milan winning this one 1-0. Yep, goal by Junior Macias. Yeah. Nice volley. Beautiful. Yeah, um, big win for AC Milan. Try to keep pace with Napoli, but I mean, at this point, again, like you said, it's not really. There's no keeping pace with Napoli. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Napoli they're just try- only. They're trying to hope for a Champions League spot at this point. Yeah, um, and I mean, they're sitting fourth right now. They're two points ahead of Lazio. Um. But yeah, again, they've been so inconsistent this season. Um, Two clean sheets in a row. Good for them. Against Tottenham and Monza, which is good because they seem to not be able to keep the ball out of the net this calendar year. Next up, we had Inter against Udinese. Three to one, this one ended. Inter taking all three points. Yeah, that first goal was a funny one. So Lukaku scored a PK in the 20th minute with VAR heavily involved. Um, so VR went back to look at a possible foul. They called it a foul. Lukaku took his penalty. The penalty was saved. And then they he retook the penalty due to encroachment. And not from the goalie. It was from players on outside of the box. <laughs> and so he had to retake it for a second time, and he scored it that time. And that was the first goal. Man. Yeah, I... I was watching the highlights of this one and I couldn't stop watching it. I had to watch it like four times <laughs> just to just to make it make sense. And it still didn't. Yeah, um, yeah it's unlucky from Udinese. The, you know, should have should have probably not had that retaken if they could just wait half a second longer. Yeah, half a um, second. And, you know, once he has to take it again, you always bet on Lukaku or any striker for that yeah that reason um to finish the pk so yeah uh udinese tied it in the 43rd minute um and then the 73rd almost conceding a goal and then taking it right back up the other end henrik mkhitaryan gets a goal another player who uh seems to be ageless yeah that seems to happen when you play in italy yeah <laughs> but yeah, then Lautaro Martinez scored in the 89th, sealing the win. But man, did he have a terrible chip 
Like he was one on one with the goalie and he tried to chip him. It was not even close, man. It flew way over the net, like over the goal. Like you could have probably sacked two goals on top of each other and he would have still would have missed it. So bad. Yeah, he's not having a good year. Well, I mean, I would say he's having an okay year. I mean, he's scoring goals, but he's missing some really good By chances. his standards, he's not having a good season. I mean, and um, even when that terrible chip, he could have just passed it to a player to his left, and that would have been a tap-in. But no, he tried to chip it. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on. We'll, we'll talk about Spezia and Juve. Juve yeah, on the 19th. They're getting some wins here. Spezia and Juve. Um, yeah, I mean, Juve winning this one 2-0. Moise Keane and Angel Di Maria getting goals in this one. A vital points from Juve. They're up to seventh now. Yeah, third win in a row, so that's good for them. Yeah, it's crazy to see that they have the um, second least amount of losses this season, and they're in seventh. I guess that's what a 15-point deduction gets you. Like, yeah, so. that's what happens when you cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get, get to later. We'll, let's get, we'll get to that, that subject. Let's, let's start going through these games a little quicker here. Right. Uh, next up, we had AS Roma against Hellas Verona. 1-0 for Roma. Big points for them. Gets them into the top four. They're in third place now. 44 points. Next up, Ligue 1. Big game. PSG against Lille. PSG wins too. this one 4-3. to three, And, man, was it entertaining. Yeah. Messi with the winner in stoppage time off a free kick. I mean, do you expect anybody else? Maybe Mbappe, <laughs> I guess, but yeah. yeah. Mbappe had two goals as well, so. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Next up, we had Law against Nall. 3-1. Law. Surprise outfit this season? Yeah, they had a little little dip of form, though, here before this game. A couple losses. So they're, they're in fourth place now. A little disappointing because they were keeping pace there with PSG, but. Marseille are in second now in Ligue 1, 52 points. PSG, of course, in first on 57. Yeah. And, I mean, you expect PSG to run away with that league, but, you know, they're keeping yeah. it close. All right. Next up, we got the next round of Champions League games. The other ties that haven't been played yet. 21st, we got Eintracht Frankfurt against Napoli. This one <laughs> is very interesting. I mean, I Frankfurt, they're good. They've been playing very well this season. And going for Napoli, Nap- man. Napoli side. <laughs> going <that> is for <laughs> Napoli. The Napoli team's unstoppable. Okay. How many goals do Napoli win by in this one then? <laughs> I'm going to say a 3-1. Okay. I'm going to go 3-0. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing for Napoli, not Frankfurt, huh? <laughs> yes. Napoli winning that one. Uh, next up, we got the big game. Real Ooh. Madrid against Liverpool. Unfortunately for Liverpool, I don't really see them in this one at all. Yeah, I, I got to give this one to Madrid. It's just, this one's in Spain as well, mm-hmm. so yeah, got to give it to Madrid. Yeah, I think if Liverpool can keep it close to stand a chance, bringing it back to Anfield, but I don't know if it is. We'll see. I mean, they, they're healthy now, so could expect. Not, I don't know what to expect from Liverpool, to be honest with you. They played well uh, against next, Newcastle, but we'll see how they do against Real Madrid. That's a different yeah, two completely different stories there. Uh, next up on the twenty second, we got Inter against Porto. Interesting tie. It is interesting, but I do think I got to give the edge to Inter Milan. 
I was going to go, uh, I'm going to give the edge to Porto on this one. Okay. Um, Inter Milan has been very inconsistent this season. And Porto's always good in the Champions League. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't think Inter gets through on this one. I think Porto. I think Inter do. Okay. We got to disagree at one point. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got RB Leipzig against Manchester City. I think this is probably the most intriguing tie that of the round. That could be fun. Uh, Manchester City, especially with how inconsistent they are, and a young, fast, exciting RB Leipzig team. You pick Manchester City to win the Champions League, so I assume I know who you're picking to win this game. Yeah, I got to pick Manchester City, man. I, I think because this one's in Germany, I think Leipzig get a shock result, but I think City goes through overall. If by a shock result, you mean maybe a draw? <laughs> no, I think they'll probably. I'm going to go with a like two one win for Leipzig in no. Germany. Yeah. Maybe, but nah. Yeah. All right, and then we got the second leg of our first round knockout round of Europa League ties. We talked about it already, but they're all on the 23rd. Ajax Union Berlin. This one's tied nil nil. Barcelona Manchester United tied two two. RB Salzburg, AS Roma. Salzburg's up 1-0 in this one. Shakhtar Donetsk against Stad Rene. Uh, 2-1 Shakhtar so far. Bayern Leverkusen against AS Monaco. Monaco's up 3-2 in that one. Juve and FC Na 1-1. Sevilla and PSV. Sevilla's up 3-0. And Sporting against FC Michelin. This one's 1-1. We already picked our winners, so we're not going to spend any time on it. All right, now to the fun part <laughs> and infuriating part, and I've been saving this for a long time. If you haven't uh, already seen his rant, make sure you check out our TikTok and Instagram. You yeah, don't see his rant on do. VAR. Um, and that was kind of like... That was a spur-of-the-moment rant. <laughs> relaxed, I would go with. Uh, so the big question, Targo, is... Why is VAR in England so bad compared to the rest of the world? Here's what I'll say. I will say VAR in England is bad. It is. We have seen some of these calls in other leagues. We've seen it in Germany and Italy. But, man, I don't know why. It's just it seems like more consistently bad in England. It it is. I don't know why. I mean, I I don't know. Is it? It's it's literally the the whole system. The whole system. Is it the whole system? Is it the, the refereeing and people England, looking at it, these calls? I mean, I, I don't th- know. It's awful. It's awful. Um, and why the refs don't go to the monitor to check it out themselves ever baffles me. Um, I mean, in England, they completely changed up the way that they officiate VAR refs. Howard Webb taken in charge of that. Um, but I mean, this is ridiculous. We had Arsenal losing two points because. Lee Mason decided that he didn't want to check and draw lines, even though you can clearly see that Norgard's offsides coming back from offside position. He ends up assisting Ivan Tony in the tying goal of the game. Granted, I don't think Arsenal deserved to win that game, but that should not have been a goal. Uh, we have two blatant handballs by West Ham United, not called. Uh, the one in the Chelsea game was. I mean, I can understand that one kind of because the rule is you're allowed to have an arm to support yourself, but you can clearly tell that he's not. Suchek is not trying to support himself. He falls down and stops the ball completely with his arm. 
I don't know how that is not called for a penalty kick. That is a handball. Uh, Stupinian gets called offsides for Brighton. He was onsides. They just drew the line in the wrong spot, but you can clearly see who the last defender is. I don't so, get it. So, yeah, on that one, there was three defenders pretty close to each other, but they drew the line for the wrong defender. They didn't draw the line for the, for the defender furthest or closest to the goal. It drew it for a different defender. Like, I don't know how you make that mistake, man. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, that's not just... I mean, that's common sense. You look at the last player, and that's where you draw the line. I don't know how you miss that one. And then in the Arsenal game against Brentford, there's three in- instances. They spend two minutes on one of them. One was a foul. Yeah, they were looking at a foul. But you take 14 seconds, and not even you decide not to draw lines. That's like refereeing 101 and a blatant disregard for being able to do your job or know how to do it. I don't understand how you don't do your job as a paid professional. Like I will go do it right now for you and get your wages for it. And I will do a better job. It's insane. Yeah, they're really bad. I don't, I mean, I, I can't defend it. They're, they're, they're bad. I mean, like I said, how do you not see who the last defender is to where to draw your line? I, it's just sheer laziness, deciding not to do your job. And I will say uh, we have seen th- that in Italy this year. Um, there was a game, Juve were denied a goal, or uh, they were denied three points against Salernitana, where the goal was called offside, but they show it from a different angle, where the referees only, you know, the referee, the VAR referees only looking at one camera angle, but at a different camera angle, you can see he's not offside. Like, I don't know how you don't look at all your camera angles as well. And so I, I will say it's not happening just in England. I will say it's happening a lot more in England, and it's the worst there. But they definitely need to do something to cut back on some of these. Like like you say, you can see maybe one mistake. But I mean, we're seeing two, three mistakes a weekend, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. and they're like obvious mistakes. Um, I mean, Lee Mason, I understand that they said he... Mutual agreement left as a referee. Air quote, that's mutual just, agreement left. AKA yeah, get that, your no, ass out of here. You that, fired. That means <laughs> this is, uh, we're going to do it gracefully and you were fired. Uh, that's yeah. his third blatant miss of a call where the Premier League has had to apologize to the teams against them. Two of them were against Arsenal. So what do I you think do to these teams? I mean, there's teams losing points. I mean, there was, what was it? One year where Man City, they got a goal. Um, it was a, I forget what happened. It was a VAR intervene. It was a pretty blatant bad call, but it allowed City to win the game instead of drawing. And they won the title that year by one point, and they got an extra mm-hmm. two points from a terrible VAR call. Yeah. So these are costing, these are costing teams titles, titles and hundreds of millions of pounds. I mean, right now, Arsenal should be five points ahead of Manchester City with the game in hand, but instead, City, after beating Arsenal midweek, were above them. And like, West Ham these are be out of the relegation zone. The, yeah, these are these are calls that have detrimental effects to teams' results and their positioning at the end of the season. Brighton could lose out on Europe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with these calls, I know it's probably not the right thing to do in giving the teams the result that ultimately it should have been. but. You, something has to be done because you're costing Brighton two points, costing Arsenal at this point. It 
could potentially be five points. Uh, you cost Chelsea two points. Uh, it also, you know, there was a blatant handball against Tottenham for West Ham. I mean, Tottenham won two nil, but like literally the guy bends over, it hits his arm and stops and he continues play and they just let it go. What? Yeah, I, I know the game on the 19th, there was a, a red card call against Manchester United. Sabitzer had a high boot yeah. on the knee of, I think it's Faust, the defender for Leicester City. Mm-hmm. I think he was yeah. lucky and to then, escape there. And then you got the call in the FA Cup with Fabinho against Brighton. Should It was a flying tackle over the ball, two-footed, should have been a red card. He didn't even get a yellow. Yeah. Like, these are putting, not only the points, though, it's, Onto the point of like you're putting people's health at risk by not doing your job. And that's, I mean, I, I guess I could draw the line at missing calls, but like putting players' health at risk is where I 100% draw the line. It's unacceptable. Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, I, again, I don't know what to do about it. Look at maybe other uh, leagues, see how they're handling it. They do an automated system. So there's a system that draws lines for them. Um, they use it in the Champions League. They get use rid of human error. Yeah, so there's no human error. You like VAR should not be chalked up to human error. It's ridiculous. I digress. All right, on to the next topic before I rant for an hour. Um, <laughs> Manchester City have been charged with 115. FIFA fair play rule violations. They got charged by UEFA two years ago. Case was partially overturned by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. However, the Premier League is outside of the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And they charged Manchester City on the 6th of February with 115 charges. The reason why it got overturned against UEFA was because there's a statute of time that you're allowed to charge somebody for these breaches. Premier League does not have these. So a lot of these charges are essentially fluffing the books. And because the owners of Manchester city own a lot of these sponsorships groups or companies that sponsor them, They're injecting cash into these companies to get them to pay Manchester City to help pay for their transfers. There's also not uh, helping with this. They're completely not helping with this investigation. Why Um, would they? (laughs) They they have false reports of players' and managers' wages. There's even one of Antonio or Roberto Mancini getting paid from a separate party more than his actual salary, just so that his salary would be less for Manchester City. Um, the time frame is 2009-10 to now, essentially. Uh, the consequences are point deduction, fine, relegation, reversal of registration of players, and even removal of trophies is being talked about. What do you think they deserve? What I think they deserve and what I think will actually happen are probably two different things. Again, I'm curious why they decide to bring this up now. I mean, if some of these allegations are from 2009, 10, did they just come to light now? 
If so, they they said it's been a four year investigation. So two years ago, UEFA had theirs. Yeah. So I assume they were just trying to collect enough concrete data. I mean, if that's the case, if they have evidence of this blatant, you know, fluffing the books or cheating, so to speak, they should get one. They should either get relegated or points deduction. Uh, How many points is enough then? You know, I don't know. I guess you maybe do 10 for each year. So you're talking. going to be what? 100 points. That's 100 points. Deduct them 100 points. <laughs> or I'd be more than that. It'd be like 130. And then they get sent down to the championship and they're still got points deductions. I will say I, I don't think that'll happen. I think they might get a point deduction. At, honestly, is the heart, most harsh punishment. I don't see them getting stripped of trophies. I don't see them not being able to play players. I don't see any of that. I I will say, I do think it'd be fun to see that Man City team playing the championship, see what kind of records they can break. (laughs) Well, the thing is, too, is if they get kicked out of the Premier League, the EFL doesn't have to accept them. So they could go all the way down to the Nations League and have to work their way back up. There you go. You can see them playing Wrexham. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, Wrexham is probably going to get promoted, so they wouldn't even play Wrexham. Um. Yeah, I I think this smells of Juve getting dropped down two divisions. Like, this is cheating. You know what the rules are. You're trying to falsely make your team a big club by injecting a ton of money. There's no way in hell that Manchester City should ever have more revenue than Manchester United. Yeah, I don't I don't see how that's possible. And they did. It's not possible, and somehow they did out of nowhere, there's not enough city fans in the world to even come close to Manchester United's record. I will say they've grown. I will give them yeah. credit for that. They definitely have grown. Obviously, winning titles does that. You become more well-known. People always like to support winners. And yeah. So, yeah, they've grown, but again, as the highest, highest grossing club in England, is that what they were? Mm-hmm. More than Liverpool, more than Manchester United? You know, yeah, I don't see that. No, I don't either. Um, I think... I, I think you give them the hardest, harshest penalty. You fine them for the amount of money that they have won for the trophies. Let them keep the trophies because that's just a whole debacle that no one wants to do deal with. Um, fine them for the winnings. So hundreds, even billions of pounds. Yeah, that would be probably hundred, almost billions. Yeah. I, I would guess hundreds of millions. I mean, for every year they won the Premier League, it would be a hundred plus million. So you're talking at least 600. Um, and then I think they should be kicked out of the Premier League. I don't think they should be able to play in the Premier League. There's a s- specific set of rules for financial fair play. Financial fair play is a joke. I don't want to use Manchester City as, you know, um, as a team that you really want to show that FIFA fair play is not a joke on. Um, but yeah, they should be relegated. Uh, it's up to the EFL to accept them to go down to the championship. I think it's. So, I, I, so what do you I think will mad. actually happen then? I think they, I you think they'll actually have very that? minimum, very minimum. It'll be a fine and a points deduction, which won't even happen until next year. Um, I think if, you know, even half of these 115 breaches are true, 
and they can prove it, I think they get relegated. So, and then Arsenal win the league. <laughs> it wouldn't be till next season. So yeah. it would just be Manchester United and Arsenal for the title race. I guess I will say it, whatever season. punishment they decide to do, if they decide to go all out and punish Manchester City harshly, I think it could set a precedent for other clubs to hey shape up or. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean I, you're seeing you're seeing Newcastle, who are technically the richest club in the world now not spending exorbitant amounts of money and staying within their limits of financial fair play. And they're doing fantastic. I, I wouldn't say they're not spending exorbitant. They're, they're spending money for sure. More than I think they would have in the past before these current yes. owners. I mean, looking at Alexander well, Isak Mike, and Mike Ashley, Gimaresh. Mike Ashley would never spend that much money. No. And so, so don't get me wrong. Now that they have money, they're willing to spend it, I would say, but they're spending yes. it smartly. They're not obviously going out there and, buying players for a hundred million or spending no. 80 million on, you know, a Jack Grealish or whatever. But again, they're still in the early roots of that money. So they're going to have to take time to kind of build a Newcastle is almost a brand mm-hmm. where they're in champions league more consistently. And then obviously they'll be attracting bigger players. 100%. And then I'll think you'll see them start spending more money. Yeah. I mean, if Newcastle makes champions league, I think that's a game changer for them. I would love to see it. We'll see. I mean, they're not even in the Champions League places anymore. So we'll see. But Manchester City, I think, should be charged. If if even half of these are true, they should be charged with the full extent of the law. So that's all I got. All right. Well, that brings us to this episode of Bruise and Banter. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out our social at Bruise and Banter FC on TikTok, Instagram. You can check out some of our behind the scenes stuff. Check out some of my picks from my vacay, me repping my personal gear in other countries. Uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces. You can see Josh is getting nice and red talking about VAR. <laughs> yeah. And when I say heated, it means my face. You can see, see my blood boiling to the yeah. top physically. So don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Of course, the podcast, all podcast platforms. Join our Facebook group. Get in on the conversation. Tell us what you think. Should Man City be relegated? Points deduction? Or just slap have on nothing the happen fine. at all? Let and us make know. Sure check out our Redbubble as well. That's right. Don't forget to check out the Redbubble. Check out our merch. Help us keep doing this because we love to do it. It's fun for us. And we enjoy it so much. 100%. And on that note, we love you guys. Thank you. Cheers. Prost. <laughs>